right, what's going on? Welcome to Check the Tape. My name is Arya Atari, and we're recording this late Tuesday night, June 4th, eve of Game 3 of the 2019 NBA Finals, Raptors vs. Warriors, and I am joined by nobody. I am joined by nobody. There's no guests. Uh, Moscow, who we were doing the NBA podcast with throughout the season, uh, he's not going to be on. I don't know if he's going to be coming back. If not, it's all right. We only got a couple more weeks left. Actually, like one or two weeks left in the season. And then a couple more NBA draft, free agency stuff. And then uh, I guess this podcast is probably going to go on a little bit of a hiatus until football. Maybe some one-up stuff, baseball. Uh, if there's like a, a boxing match or UFC fight. Who knows? But that's not the point right now. We're still in the middle of this NBA season. So let's talk about that. Game three is tomorrow night. By the time you're listening to it, this podcast, it'll probably be tonight. And the Warriors just came off a game two win, tied the series 1-1. DeMarcus Cousins, Quinn Cook all contributed. Klay Thompson had the big game before getting injured. Steph had a good game after a quiet first quarter. And Iguodala hits the biggest shot. Raptors, nobody on their team really had a good game. Kawhi was, had 30-plus points, but nobody else really got it going for Toronto. I guess Van Vliet did, but Gasol, Siakam, Lowry, pretty disappointing from all of them. There was a moment in that game when Norman Powell could have really uh, opened up the floodgates for Toronto. I mean, it felt like Toronto was going to blow Golden State out a couple times in that second quarter. And then Golden State's able to cut it to five at the end of the first half. I believe it was five. And then in that early minutes of the third quarter, Iguodala hits a big shot. Uh, they hit another one. Then Iguodala hits a three. And before you know it, uh, Golden State just goes on that incredible run. They assist on all the field goals that they had. And, you know, Toronto made the little comeback at the end. They had Danny Green hit that big three. And then Iggy was able to have the dagger and end it. But it's set up now that Golden State has all these injuries. You know, Kevin Durant is not coming back in game three. Clay Thompson, he's injured, and we don't know whether he's playing or not. They say he's questionable, but I don't know. And, you know, indications have been this injury is not that bad, but I don't know. Indications were Kevin Durant's injury wasn't that bad, and we haven't seen him play since round two, since he got injured in game five. They were saying, oh, it's not an Achilles, it's a strained calf, so it's not that bad. We still even haven't seen him play, so... I don't know. So I just kind of wanted to give a little bit more of an update on my thoughts on the finals so far. I haven't done one of these podcasts in a while. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to give some thoughts what I think is going to happen in game three, what I think should happen for each team. So for Toronto, uh, I think Kyle Lowry has got to be the guy for them. I don't think that's that bold of a statement or anything, but you know, you're the number, you're the number two all-star on this team. People have said Siakam's the second best player, and he probably is, but Lowry did make the all-star team this year. It was him and Kawhi representing Toronto in the all-star game. Play like an all-star. It's the finals. I mean, I hate to go, like, cliche, but really, I'm so sick of Lowry. They're like, oh, well, he had another bad game. You just got to get the good Lowry game. Lowry should be more consistent. It's really disappointing, like, that we hold him to the same standard as a basic glorified role player. Like, when he has a good game, we're like, oh, great, yeah, Lowry. Like, he had the good game one against Milwaukee in the East Finals. Uh, he had another good game later on in that series, too. But it's like, this guy's an all-star, but we don't hold him to the standard of an all-star. It's really weird. Like, if Clay goes, I don't know, one for 
nine or something like that. We'd kind of rip him and say, oh, Clay really struggled, blah, 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 blah. But not with Lowry. Lowry is just like we expect these things. And rightfully so, we should expect them because he hasn't ever really been good in the playoffs the last couple of years. So it is what it is with him. But I think Toronto's got to get him going. I mean, get him going. Van Vliet's been better than him for like the last, I don't know, three or four games. So it's your all-star. He should be better. Kawhi, I think we're all pretty confident he's going to score. He's going to do his thing. He is going to have a easier time if Iguodala's compromised, if Draymond, they want to put him on Siakam or something and do the free safety thing with him. And if they do put Draymond on Kawhi, then it helps out the other players on the Raptors because then they don't have to worry about Draymond kind of hovering around. But maybe Draymond does that while guarding Kawhi. Who knows? Golden State, I mean, that win they had with all the injuries, all the coming back from being down a bunch, it just shows like this is one of those, another cliche, mentally tough teams that you know no matter how much they're down or how much they're up, actually up doesn't make any sense, but how much they're down, um, they can, they're always in it, they always have a chance. Usually it's because of the three ball, but it's funny because in this game it was all through like back cuts and lobs and... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a little different than what you would expect from Golden State in one of their typical comebacks. But, I don't know, that's just one of these all-time great teams that they're always in no matter what. Kind of like the Patriots. Uh, and, you know, the people who are listening to this who hate the Patriots, who hate Boston sports, who hate me when I talk about Boston sports, I'm sorry, but it is true. You know, the Patriots have been down in a bunch of games and as long as they have Tom Brady you know they're still in these games it's it's not anything new it's not anything you know groundbreaking I'm saying if you watch football for the last couple years you wouldn't know that so I don't know I think Golden State's just like one of those teams and it'll be interesting to see I think they're gonna win one of these two games at home for sure I can't imagine a scenario where Golden State loses both games at Oracle. So the pressure's really on Toronto because you got to win one. And especially with Durant out, you need to win every game Kevin Durant's out. And if Clay's out too, oh my God, if you're Toronto and you blow it, that's kind of series is over. Honestly, if you can't win one of these two with Clay out, I mean, what are you going to do if him and Durant come back for the later games? So lots of pressure on Toronto. You know, and then there's the other element of this series, which I haven't really had a time to talk about on the podcast, but the top two players on each team are both free agents, and we don't know what's going to happen to either one. We think we know, but we don't know. Like, it came out the other day, Kawhi has some property in Toronto, he bought some Toronto real estate, and then it came out that Durant has this Nike shirt where it has all the places he's played, and San Francisco was listed on there, referencing the Warriors moving from Oakland to San Francisco at the start of next season. So he could actually return back to the Warriors after this year, which I find very hard to believe, given how good they've been without him this year. The kind of disconnect it seems like there's been between him and the rest of the team, starting with that Draymond thing back in the fall. And now this season with them, I don't, I don't think they're, you know, playing like, they don't want Kevin Durant to come back, but that they wanted to prove that we don't need Kevin Durant to be an elite team. We've won a championship without him. That's at least was kind of my perspective, my takeaway. Now, Durant coming back makes them unstoppable. They can't lose without Durant. Now, without Durant, 
they are still a very good team and still might not lose, but at least you feel like that invincibility is no longer there. So I think there was a scenario where if they had just if they'd won this series without Durant, and that's still in play, by the way, because we don't know when he's coming back. And if they win this series without Durant, he's gone. If they lose this series without Durant coming back, I think that opens up the door for him to leave as well. If they win when he comes back, I think he's gone. He got his three championships, uh, and he goes. And if they lose and he comes back, I think he'll go anyways. I just think – I don't know. I just think these players, they can't, they're not just going to make up their minds based off what happens in the rest of this series. I think they kind of have a plan already. I mean this is where you're going to go play, live your life, like what city you're going to live in. That's a pretty big step. And to say that you don't have some sort of idea right now – I think that all these guys kind of have an idea of what they're going to do. And maybe this finals can just reconfirm it. I think the only way that things, and I'm saying I think a lot, but feels like something drastic might have to happen for them to change their mind. Kawhi, it just seemed like everything was LA, LA, LA. And now this Toronto thing, he, you know, can win a championship there. And people say he'll stick around, be the king. I, I be the king of that city. I'd go the other way. I'd say he'd be more inclined to leave because not that he promised a championship like LeBron did with Cleveland or anything or said that he was going to deliver a championship or that was his goal. Kind of says, look, I uh, brought this city a championship. I feel like I accomplished the most important thing. I want to go to the next chapter of my life and live in Los Angeles, live in California where I'm from. I don't think anybody would fault him for that. So and if they lose... Maybe he would say something like, oh, we were so close. I'm going to run this back again. I've seen some people say, well, Kawhi's not going to sign a max deal. He's going to take a one-year deal, two-year deal. That to me is insane. He's not doing that. There's no way he's going to be doing that. Like he can't be. He has this quad injury that's been hampering him for the last several years of his career. For him to not take a long-term deal would be insane. And I don't think he would do that. But then again, he did – I mean, I don't know if he was offered that Supermax contract from the Spurs, but if he had said he wanted to stay in San Antonio, I'm sure they would have offered it to him and he would have signed it. But I think the reason he left the Spurs – honestly, who knows why he left the Spurs? Who knows anything about Kawhi? Honestly, do we know anything about Kawhi? Seriously. Do we know, like, one thing about him besides his laugh? His, uh, his laugh? He's from California – and he has Uncle Dennis in his life. Do we know anything about Kawhi other than these factors? No. No, we don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe somebody who's listening does. If you do, please uh, please let me know. I'd love to know a little bit more about Kawhi. Yeah, I think that's really all I wanted to kind of touch up on. I just wanted to give some thoughts I have on the series. Nothing too crazy. Nothing too in-depth. I also wanted to do a podcast because I haven't done a podcast in a while. And I, uh, I like doing this a lot. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure I'm missing some stuff. I don't even think I talked about how Quinn Cook just out of nowhere hits three threes. And that's how the finals is a lot of time. Like these players come out of nowhere and they just hit some big shots. And you're going to remember them. And you're going to talk about, remember that game when this guy had the good moment? Like through the years, I'm trying to think there was that one year when the Celtics, the year the Celtics lost to the Lakers. Nate Robinson and Glenn Davis had the big game against LA. That's when Doc Rivers 
bench starters like Rajon Rondo, Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. What's been another role player that had a big game? There was one year, the year that San Antonio lost to Miami. Uh, it was Gary Neal, was it? Had the big, he had the big, I think it was game three against the Heat. He had a big one. Uh, what was the year before that? Or two years before, I think Dallas. There wasn't like a big game or anything, but guys like Berea, Brian Cardinal uh, had big performances in the playoffs. It's just, you always have these guys who just come out in the finals and can help tilt the series. I remember Danny Green just wouldn't miss in the finals uh, when he was with San Antonio, San Antonio that year. They lost to Miami. In fact, the year that was the year Ray Allen made the shot in the corner. And some people were saying if San Antonio held on, won that series, maybe Danny Green would have been finals MVP. I don't know. I don't think Danny Green is going to be finals MVP of this series. I did tweet before game one that I thought he was actually going to have a really good series based off of, you know, he struggled in the past one. So maybe it was, it was a regression and now he's going to come back to the norm. He's had big finals moments before and he's had experience against the Warriors from his Spurs days. Um, you know, he's been actually pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say he's been bad or anything. So he was definitely horrible in that Milwaukee series. But for Toronto, I'd like to see Ibaka and Lowry kind of pick it up a little bit, especially Lowry. You're the second all-star on this team. You have to have a better game. You have to have a better performance. Golden State is just on the ropes right now with all these injuries. They're asking guys like Alfonso McKinney and Andrew Bogut, who wasn't even on the team to start this year. He was in Europe. I don't know exactly where he was, but he wasn't in the NBA to start this year. I'm fairly certain. So... We'll see what happens. It's been a fun series so far. It's, you know, the series has been good. And the last two years, Golden State-Cleveland was such a mismatch. It wasn't even enjoyable to watch. And maybe this series would be a giant mismatch, too, if Durant was playing. I would actually think it would be. But, you know, it's been a fun series to watch. And a lot of people haven't been enjoying it. People, Some people haven't. And they've been more interested in what's going to happen this offseason with all the free agents, Durant, Kawhi, Kyrie, Anthony Davis is on the trade market. So we'll see what happens then when it happens then. We'll see what happens in the draft when it happens, when the draft happens in a couple weeks, even though we kind of already know who the top three picks are. Still not sure if the Knicks are taking RJ Barrett, but let's just enjoy the finals. It's been fun. It's been good. It's been fun to have a matchup that's not the same from the previous four years. Yeah, thanks for listening to this podcast. Real brief. Didn't want to go too in-depth. Didn't want to go uh, a little rant. And, you know, it's kind of hard to do these podcasts alone and go to that much nuance. But I don't know if it's all going to be just me for the remainder through the end of free agency or not. Maybe uh, Brian or somebody come back on, have a guess. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. we got time for that. But anyways, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah. Talk to you soon.